You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. This week it is episode 108 and we are talking Final Fantasy, the original Final Fantasy, the one that started it all way back on the NES back in the late 80s. Uh, I did play the NES version of this game for the podcast. My buddy and guest Miklos played one of the remakes, which is absolutely what you should do if you want to play this game in 2020. All of you told me, and I should have listened to you, and I didn't, and that was a mistake on my part. But I still really had a lot of fun with it. I liked it. We're going to get into that in just a few minutes, and I'll tell you all about Final Fantasy. If that's all you're here for, you can look in the description box, find a timestamp to take you there, but you should listen to the whole thing because it's like a package. This is the appetizer. Um, we're covering Final Fantasy because it won our Patreon poll. Uh, and if you don't know, every month our Patreons get to suggest games for a poll, then they vote in the poll, and they get to pick one of the games that we cover on the show. Uh, they can also submit questions and comments to the show. They get access to Expansion Pass, which is our second weekly podcast where we talk about modern games, retro games, game reviews. We do rankings, whatever. Uh, there's almost 40 of those now. 
And you can get all of them, plus submit comments, vote in the polls, all that stuff for two bucks a month at patreon.com slash remember the game. It makes the show possible, so I really appreciate it. And it's a great time to sign up because August's Patreon poll will be going live probably on Sunday. Uh, so then you'll have a chance to vote in that because it runs for the first week or so of the month. And our next two page or expansion pass episodes are going to be a Paper Mario and the Origami King review and a ranking episode where I'm going to rank my top 10, uh, probably 10, maybe 20, but I'm going to rank my top NES games. A lot of you have been asking for me to start getting into ranking games from various consoles, so we're going to start that. I'll be reading some of your rankings as well. I don't know what order those two episodes are going to go in. It'll depend on if I finish Paper Mario before Saturday when I record. But if you sign up for August, you get both either way because they'll both be dropping in august plus you can vote you can do all that good stuff just if you're thinking about it don't sign up until august 1st okay because if you're listening to this day this episode goes live it's july 29th they charge you the two bucks the day you sign up and then they charge you two bucks on the first of every month so just wait till august 1st august 2nd you'll be able to get it on the poll you'll be able to get the extra episodes and do all that good stuff there's your plug patreon.com slash remember the game please consider it i really appreciate it let's get into the news because there is a lot talk about this week at least there's three big things that i want to talk about um i think the biggest news over the last seven days was probably microsoft's xbox presentation from last week um we still didn't get a price we still didn't get a release date but they showed off a ton of games and the internet melted some in good ways some a lot in fucking bad ways uh i'm not gonna go through every game from the showcase it would take forever but i am gonna go through some of the highlights i'm gonna tell you what i thought of it as a whole and i want to address the uh the online feedback and the world of gaming online in 2020 because and i know i've talked about it on here before but the negativity out there is fucking just it's insane like, I swear to God, everyone's just fucking with some people like me. Because like there, there's no way people could be that angry about gaming in 2020. Gaming has, is absolutely phenomenal right now. So I'm going to get into that in a couple of minutes. But first, I want to go over Microsoft's presentation, share a few of your thoughts about it as well. Uh, I thought it was really good. I would have loved the price. I would have loved the release date. I think we all would have. But we also all know that Sony and Microsoft are playing this insane game of chicken right now. It's like they're fucking flying down the highway in two cars side by side just looking at each other, coming up on a dead end or a cliff or something, and just neither one is going to fucking blink. One of them has got to blink soon. It has got to. Sony has come out. Sony came out the other day and said that pre-orders won't just pop up. They'll be announced and you'll have a few days notice or whatever to get ready for them, uh, which I figured would be the case because a few weeks ago, there was a rumor floating around that PlayStation 5 pre-orders were going to be going live just right away, just a stealth drop out of nowhere. And there, I was like, no way. And I fucking stood by that. No chance. They need This thing is worth so much money to them. There is no fucking way. They're just going to be like, oh yeah, by the way, it's available now. Go get it. It's, that's, they're going to let you know. They want you to be ready. They want you lining up to spend your money and give them their money. Um, so we still didn't get a price or anything. But aside from not giving us a price and a release date, Microsoft, uh, they, they did give us a lot to talk about. They showed us a ton of games. And I think it's crazy because the biggest complaint about Xbox, and it's been this way forever, probably since the original Xbox, has been no games. And I, and I, which I think is stupid, but no exclusive games. I think there's a legitimate argument for that. Like if you're not into Halo, Gears or Forza, what is there? You know what I mean? Like, especially when you look at the other two guys in the fight, Nintendo obviously lives and dies by their exclusives. That's what they do. And Sony has got Uncharted, God of War, Last of Us, Spider-Man, Days Gone, etc. Ghost of Tsushima, etc. So on and so forth. 
Sony's got crazy uh, exclusives. Nintendo's got their personal exclusives, the Mario's and stuff like that. Microsoft doesn't. They just don't have those, right? And they have been buying up studios left and right over the last few years. And it's assumedly with the plan of having them make exclusive games for Xbox. Um, Whether or not it works remains to be seen. But they certainly showed off a ton of games last week. And you can criticize the games because maybe you're not interested in them or you don't think they look good, which is fucking nuts, but I'll get into that in a minute. But you can't say they don't have games because they sure showed off a lot of games. Uh, Halo Infinite was obviously the biggest card that they could play, and they came right out of the gate with it. I liked that they had Halo batting lead off. He was just fucking there. They're like, this is what you're here for. Here you go. Um, I think it looks rad. And it's got a ton of... Dude, so many people have been criticizing it. I think they're a vocal minority, but they're incredibly vocal. And I just don't get it. I think it looks really cool. Like, open world games traditionally aren't my jam. But uh, I think open world Halo, ripping around in a warthog, fucking picking off different guns and different, you know, camps and stuff like that sounds really fun. It sounds really, really fun. People are complaining about the graphics, pop-in texture on rocks, which I don't get. If that's if that's what your big thing is, biggest thing about a game is how good it looks in the graphics, then okay. I guess, personally, I don't spend a lot of time looking at rocks when I'm playing Halo. I just want to play the game, and I just want to have fun. And this game looks fun. It's Microsoft's biggest game. A lot of people didn't like Halo 5, and Microsoft, they, they need... Halo Infinite to do well. This is the Series X's Breath of the Wild. They And I'm really excited for it. I think it looks good. I think they did a good job with it. And I can't wait to get my hands on it. Um, then they closed out the show by announcing a new Fable game. We don't know exactly what it's going to be about, when we're getting it, if how big it's going to be. It was just a tease to let us know it's being made. But it's been the worst kept secret in gaming. They pretty well had to announce it. And uh, that got a lot of excitement too. A lot of people are really jacked to see Fable coming back. And frankly, I'm a little surprised they waited this long to do something with Fable. Like, it's been a long time since we got a new Fable game. And I never really played the series. I played a little of the first one. I would like to play them for this podcast eventually. They're on Game Pass. They're there to play. Um, But even with the mixed reviews that the three original games got, it has a a big following. It's a very well-known franchise. And... Microsoft needs IPs that aren't Halo and Gears. So this completely makes sense. I'm shocked it took this long, but I'm happy to see it back. I really hope that it ends up someday. Who knows when we're going to get it, but I hope that it, when it does come out, it lives up to the hype. And it's the big RPG franchise that they've been looking for. So um, I think opening with Halo and closing with Fable was a great one too. And I'll be playing both of them for sure. I thought, yeah, like the the two most important games you can show in a presentation like this are the the top game because it's the one everybody wants to see. And then they always, every, we all know when you watch one of these presentations, you're going to be like, there's just one more thing. We all know they're going to say it. And I think Fable's about the best thing they could have announced with that one more thing. I just, I can't think of something that would have been better. Maybe Perfect Dark. But to me, Perfect Dark, if you had opened with with Halo and closed with Perfect Dark, it's from shooter to shooter, and everyone already counts Xbox as the shooter console, so I'm glad that they fucking did something different, and Fable looks rad. Um, They announced a ton of games in between. I'm not going to get into all of them. Like I said, some of the standouts for me were Stalker 2, which just looks creepy as fuck. And I suck with horror games, but I'm going to try it anyways because it looks really dope. I thought the concept of State of Decay 3 looked neat. It was just a short trailer. I've never played a State of Decay game, but I'll be keeping my good eye on it because it looks fun. Tetris Effect is rad because Tetris is rad and it's awesome and I'll always take more Tetris. And Obsidian uh, is making a new Skyrim-looking RPG called uh, Avode. A-V-O-W-E-D, Avode. 
I don't know, but it looks cool. So that's got my attention. Uh, it was a really fun presentation to me. And the kicker, and this is the thing that I feel like not enough people are giving them credit for, is they announced right off the hop, every game shown in this presentation will be on Game Pass. That's so sick, you guys. I can't stop saying it. Game Pass is incredible. 50 bucks for three months of Game Pass, and you can play all these games the day they come out. Halo Infinite would be 80 bucks on its own, Canadian, maybe more. And instead, for 50, I could play it, plus play every... I could try... You could try every one of these games if you have Game Pass and an Xbox. That's such an insane deal. And I get that some people prefer to own their games, and they don't want to use Game Pass. They want to buy the games, and and that's totally cool. That's your prerogative. But if you don't care about owning them, then Game Pass is the best deal in gaming. Like, I'm so excited. There's a ton of games in here that I probably wouldn't pay full price to try, but I'll certainly fire them up and try them if they're on Game Pass. They've also announced, as we all knew already, that everything coming to Series X for at least a year is going to be playable on Xbox One. And people are then saying, why buy the new Xbox Series X when I can just play all these games on my Xbox One? And I think it's a valid question. I think there are people that are going to want to upgrade and they're going to want to play these games on the newest, best hardware and they'll buy it. I mean, I'm considering it if I've got the money. I haven't decided yet. But I think Microsoft I think Microsoft knows it's going to take away from the sales of the Series X that you can play these games that are coming out right away on your Xbox One. I don't know how much Microsoft cares. I think they they want you on Game Pass. If you buy the new console, that's great. They want you on Game Pass. They don't care if you're playing it on Xbox One, on a Series X, on a PC. There's like rumor floating around that maybe someday Game Pass shows up on the Switch or the PS5, which is neither here nor there right now. But that's their focus is just getting you on Game Pass and getting you playing their games and getting you paying them the 15 bucks a month or whatever Game Pass is wherever you live. Uh, I think they're taking a huge gamble with this idea. But they took a big gamble with Xbox Live too, and that changed gaming. I respect companies that are like, they've got to think outside of the box. And I respect them for trying stuff like that. I'm curious to see if this works out for them. As someone that owns an Xbox One, I still haven't decided if I want to get a Series X or if I want to get a PS5. I don't think I'll be able to afford both off the gate. I I don't know if I'll be able to afford one. I might be able to afford one. Um, And I don't know which one I'll get yet. Knowing that I could play Halo Infinite on my current Xbox certainly makes me think that I would buy a PS5 and that way I could still play Halo and be happy. But it depends on prices, the Series X features, stuff like that. So either way, they're going to get my Game Pass money, which I think, again, is their focus. Um, And then I wanted to get into some of your comments on it. Robert L. wrote in, Robert Lippa, uh, and he said, Man, I haven't been an Xbox guy since 2006, but I've always appreciated Microsoft's approach to everything. Games with gold ultimate etc i just fell in love with the sony exclusives but that presentation was in my opinion much better than sony's last presentation last presentation maybe sony will clap back uh i'm stoked for stalker 2 grounded a few more halo hasn't done anything for me since 3 that's the general consensus on halo is that after halo 3 it really went downhill um but that's what i like too i totally agree with that microsoft is constantly trying things and so is nintendo and i respect that both of them are at least trying different stuff because neither one they just simply can't outsell playstation by releasing a bit powerful system in games you're just not going to beat them sony's too powerful they're untouchable you need a hook and game pass is your best bet and you know what if if game pass and i've said this before if it drives sony to improve playstation now and give us more value for our money there we all win that's what we should all be just cheering for is for these companies to just push each other. So I agree with you. I, I don't know if I would say it was better than Sony's or not. I, it certainly was on par for my money. And now I hope Sony fires back with something incredible. And then Microsoft fires back and they just bend over for all of us. Um, Rome 21 wrote in about the Microsoft presentation and he said the presentation was fine. There were some decent titles. Halo probably being the best. That looks proper good. I like that. I've never heard that before. 
other than PSO2, New Genesis, or whatever, State of Decay... Oh, Fantasy Star Online 2. Uh, State of Decay 3 and Tetris Effect. The others just seem meh, or I wasn't interested. Uh, it's not that the presentation was bad, but it really seems like Microsoft is in a desperate plea to load the console with exclusives, just flinging everything at the wall, hoping that something sticks, which hopefully for them something does. The lack of a price and release date is my biggest disappointment, and I think if Sony or Microsoft don't announce something soon, they'll be shooting themselves in the foot. I agree with somewhat uh, with what you just said, Rome21. I agree that it definitely feels like Microsoft is just throwing as many games out there as they can and hoping that something sticks to the wall and catches on as their new franchise, which we should all be hoping for because there's nothing wrong with that. That means that there's a new game out that we all love. Like I should, we should all be encouraging that. I don't think it's a bad thing. And with all of them being on Game Pass again, means you can try them all without spending tons of money. And that is, which is the ideal situation. Hey, here's a ton of games in different genres. Try them all, see which ones you like. That we should all be happy for that. And as much as I love Gears and Halo, I want and need a new franchise, and they need one. So I, I agree with you. They're trying everything. I don't know if it's a bad thing. I hope it works. Um, and the biggest thing is, I definitely agree. We need prices soon. If people are going to pre-order these things and save up enough money to buy one of these things, they need info, right? Like we expect these to be coming out in October or November. That's only three or four months away now. Like you've got to fucking, and these things aren't cheap, right? At this point, the first one to release pre-orders might get some business just because people have got deposit money burning a hole in their pocket and they want to spend it. So it might be first to jump gets an advantage at this point, even if the other one undercuts them. Uh, And like I mentioned earlier, people just... I don't know. They fucking, they just, this is the other thing I wanted to talk about. So that was, sorry, that's wrapping up the Microsoft present. I lost my place in my notes there. That's wrapping up our thoughts on the Microsoft presentation. I thought it looked good. I'm very excited. Give us goddamn price. But what I mentioned earlier was that people just seem mad. Like they're just mad. They're just complaining about everything. I just, I don't get it. I don't get why it just seems like it's getting worse and worse and worse. I don't know if maybe I'm just in the wrong parts of the internet or, and to be fair, I think that our community is very positive for the most part. I just don't understand the overwhelming negativity online when it comes to new game announcements and trailers and, and Nintendo Directs and, and fucking state of plays for Sony and Microsoft presentations. And I don't get it. Like, I, I don't know if it's the same. Like, in the 90s, Sega and Nintendo kids would chirp each other, but it was just for fun. But, like, now Xbox and PlayStation kids have the internet, and maybe it's just easier to be more obnoxious on the internet. Maybe we would have been like that if we'd had the internet back in the 90s and we could have done this too but i just i can't get over it right like and i I could care less about chirping someone with the other system like that doesn't bother me like that's just we're all just having fun like if you have a sony if you have a playstation and you're making fun of xbox there's nothing like it to do it a little bit of lighthearted nature is fine but to just complain about the console you own or complain about all the games and all the trailers and nothing looks good enough and everything sucks and the free games suck that you're getting and the sales that you're getting sucks and it's just like why the fuck are you in the hobby shut the fuck up find something good to talk about like something good it's not just me either a lot of people have noticed it dan t wrote in i've always believed the root of the complaining problem is that people always have preconceived ideas of what to expect from these presentations even if it's based on literally no evidence that a specific gamer announcement will be there the hyper out them is mostly driven by the fans not the companies and as each fan will have varied ideas on what they want to be announced it's almost impossible for the presentation to satisfy everyone which i 100 percent agree with it also doesn't help that people run around on twitter saying they 
they have inside info that this or that game is coming and people are just far too willing to believe them. Fucking rights. I totally get that. Dude, if you saw a rule, if I'm telling you on this podcast with no inside information that I think Mario Kart 9 is coming and then Nintendo finally holds a direct in August or September or whenever and they don't announce Mario Kart 9, there will be people pissed off that Mario Kart 9 never got announced even though nobody has said it's coming. It's just thoughts. It's just concepts. Just relax and watch the presentation. See what's there. Fucking play a few games and then decide if they suck. Dan continues, before the internet, you only really know about a game when you read about it in a magazine or it was on TV, but at that point, it already had a release date, probably gameplay. You could always speculate with your friends, but there was no mass gatherings where you could share ideas with thousands of people. Uh, so basically, we should all just go back to Link Cables, Couch Co-op, and just enjoy games together. I, fuck yes. Well, other than I don't want to sit on my couch with anybody. But yeah, I totally get what you're saying, dude. Back in the day, it was five or six of us on the playground talking about what we read in Game Pro or what we saw on TV or something. Now it's just fucking kids on their iPads or fucking people on their phones or whatever on the toilet or in bed fucking on Reddit just whining, whining, whining about everything and tweeting and whining about everything and everything sucks and fuck me. You clearly didn't grow up in the 90s. A lot of the people complaining today. Like Dan said, we had magazines to see if a game was good and that's all we had and your parents bought you like two games a year so you just played whatever you got. If I had known about PlayStation Plus games with gold giving me three or four free games every month when I was a kid I would have lost my mind. I just don't fucking get it, man. Why are you even in the hobby? Curtis White said, gamers are a tough group of people to please generally. We've gotten plenty of palate cleaning or palate cleansing trailers and reveals to excite the gaming community for the next year, but that doesn't seem to excite everyone. I saw a lot of comments in social media about how disappointing Halo Infinite looked graphics-wise. I'm just excited for more Halo. Different strokes for different blokes, I suppose. Like I said, people whining about the design of rocks in Halo blows me away. Who cares? If I play a game, like if you play a game and you don't like it and then you want to go online and say why i didn't like it give her shit nothing wrong with that if you watch the video of a finished game and you don't like it and doesn't interest you that's fine but whining about rocks and grass like who can like is that really that's what that's that's what you want to do with your time that's how you want to stay involved with the hobby I don't get it, man. And the way people treat each other is the worst part. When we were Sega Nintendo kids back in the day, we made fun of each other, but then we played games together. You know, hey, Sega kid, come to my house and try Mario. Hey, Nintendo kid, try Sonic the Hedgehog. It's fun. We just wanted the game. That's all. We just wanted to play video games. People today hide on the fucking internet and act like assholes. It drives me crazy, which brings me to... It's letter time. It's letter time. It's the email. And I know it sounds forced. It's because this intro is already very long and I'm fucking fired up. Charlie M commented. And he said, as far as the gaming community and negativity, I get the frustration. As a Nintendo guy who didn't care about Animal Crossing or Paper Mario, it's been a dismal year for me. Totally, I understand that, Charlie. Waiting for the rumored 3D Mario collections or Pikmin, Metroid, Zelda, something new. With no prices for the new systems coming out in just a few months and no big Nintendo games announced or dated. It sucks. Fucking totally. I uh, That's a valid criticism that I completely understand. And COVID keeping people home with little to do is amplifying things. But sometimes I hate being in the community when it's sexist, like sending female streamers rape threats or sending death threats to gamers that don't agree with you. Some frustration this year is understandable, but we have to be patient with each other. You can feel frustrated. Just don't be an asshole. Like the games you like and let others like what they like. The games are coming. Exactly! 
fucking great email. Charlie's right. When you aren't excited about the upcoming games on your system, that sucks. And if you're exclusively a Switch owner right now, you're looking at a pretty bare cupboard. And I get that. And I can live. Those are valid complaints of being like, why have I bought this $400 system when you haven't announced any games that are coming up? There's nothing on the plate other than the Pokemon Snap. I fucking totally understand that, okay? I totally understand that. For the record, I still think Nintendo fucking comes out soon and talks something about the Mario remakes and a new Mario Kart or something, but that's like, we're not getting back into that again. But the threatening each other, the threatening female streamers or game voice actors, people were sending death threats to the actress that voiced Abby in Last of Us or any of that stuff is fucking ridiculous. It's so fucking just... It legitimately irritates me because this is my hobby. This is my favorite thing to do with my time. And it's like I can't even go online and talk about it anymore without seeing people, oh, you're a fucking moron or or way worse, homophobic slurs or fucking racist slurs or death threats or fucking something just because somebody thinks that a rock in Halo looks good and somebody else doesn't. The community has become so fucking toxic and it's because chicken shit losers can hide behind their phones and computers and just say whatever they want. And if you're one of those people, if you're on online and you're threatening somebody or you're just like there's a difference between like i chirp pc master race people all the time there's nothing like i'm talking there's difference between lighthearted, fun nature chirping and calling somebody something that you would never in a million years have the balls to say to their face because you know it's ignorant you know it's disgusting you hide behind your fucking anonymous online reddit or twitter or instagram or facebook fucking whatever accounts and say shitty things and if you're one of those people get the fuck out of our community i don't want you here i don't need you here i'll refund your money if you support us on patreon just this community is for people that like gaming that want to have fun that want to talk about gaming and i have no fucking time for you ignorant cock sucking pieces of shit just play what you want enjoy the hobby if someone does a presentation and shows off 10 games and you like two and you don't care about the other eight, why spend all your time complaining about those eight? Just focus on the two new games you're excited for and find other people that are excited about those two games and talk to them about those two games. I just don't understand why people invest so much time and money in this hobby just to be miserable online all the time. I don't even have a point to end this on. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And if all you care about are the graphics in a game, then that's your prerogative. But then you sure as fuck didn't grow up playing an NES, that's for sure. And you've missed out on a lot of fun games that didn't look well. Maybe I'm just a cranky old man. I don't know. And seriously, if you threaten people online, go fuck yourselves. I don't want you here. And then finally, quickly, fuck, this is a long intro. I saw a poll talking about retro game collectors. And they were asking, do you collect to play or do you collect as an investment? Is it both? What is it? This was on the heels of that Super Mario Brothers selling for 114000 bucks a couple weeks ago. So I asked you guys, why do you collect retro games? There's no wrong answers here. I just want to share a couple of quick responses. Charlie M said, I retro collect just to replace the games I lost or sold as a kid or I wish I had back then. I wish people would lose interest in the GameCube. The demand is making those games super expensive to pick up. Totally agree with that. Uh, that was the main reason that I collected when I did collect as well, as I just wanted to reacquire the games I had as a kid. You have these weird attachments to games that you played as a kid, even if they weren't good games. You know what I mean? And everyone's got them. If you grew up back in the day, you've got some game that sucks that you love anyway. Uh, and a ton of us sold or got rid of our games and then regretted it. Fuck, I totally get that. Um, Rome 21 said he collects for the fun and for the thrill of the hunt, just like with comic books. And I get that too. I don't even collect anymore. And anytime I go to a garage sale or a flea market or anything, I love looking for retro games, even if I'm not going to buy them. It's just like looking for treasure. Except the problem now is everybody thinks they're treasure. And so they price them way higher than they should, but that's whatever. 
Um, and then Gary C wrote in and said, most of the games I buy are titles that I want to play. Although if I'm being honest, I'm not sure I'll ever get to all of them. Having said that, it's also nice to see some of them increase in value. If it's an awesome game, it's worth owning for that reason alone, irrespective of any future value. So yeah, I guess playing the games is the best part of it, but I also love the thrill of the search and the buzz of grabbing a bargain. It's also satisfying to look at the collection grow, comparing the artworks and manuals and stuff like that. That I totally fucking get. Um, I don't know if I'll ever sell some or all of my collection, but it's nice to know that if I ever really need to raise some money, they're there if I ever really need to raise some cash. At least that's how I justify it to my wife. Um, and I will say that I get too, because when I sold my collection years ago, I never, I hadn't collected it with the intention of getting rich, but I did sell it for more than I paid for it. Um, I don't think anyone should get into collecting primarily to make money. doesn't matter if it's video games, comic books, sports cards, any of those things. They're all theoretically worthless. Right, they have no technical value. They're worth whatever somebody is willing to pay. And if you just are in to make money, go buy land or gold or stock or whatever. I don't. I'm broke. I don't fucking know how you get rich, but go buy one of those things. Um, and it does make it easier to justify shelling out some major cash for a game or something, knowing that if you wanted to sell it someday, it might be worth more or at least the same amount. If you buy a cartridge of fucking Chrono Trigger, until we finally get a release of that on something else, the, that cartridge is probably going to retain its value. So you could, excuse me, you could shell out that money, play the game, and know that if you ever had to get rid of it, you could probably get at least most of your money back. And it certainly makes it easier to explain it to a spouse that's not interested in the hobby. So I, yeah, man, I get, so like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's no point to that either. I just, to me, it's a fascinating thing. Why do you collect for the money, for the, for the thrill of the hunt, to play the games, people that are buying $114,000 graded sealed video games, aren't buying them to play them. They're buying them as an investment. And that's your prerogative. Obviously, you've done better with your life than I have if you've got $114,000 to spend on a video game. I just don't think buying specifically to invest is a very good idea because if suddenly that market crashes, you're just stuck with an incredibly expensive $5 video game in the box. So long enough, that is the longest intro we've ever had. Fuck, I just, I'm so fired up and it pisses me off, but I also will love it. And bah. What have I been playing? And then we're going to get into Final Fantasy. What have I been playing is going to be a short segment. I've been playing Paper Mario and the Origami King pretty much exclusively. I want to finish it and get it done. Like I said, if I'm done by Friday, and I think I will be, then that'll be this Sunday's expansion pass. Uh, if not, it'll be next Sunday's, but that's pretty well all I've been playing. Um, I haven't gotten back to Pokemon Emerald yet just because I wanted to finish Paper Mario first and then I'll settle into Pokemon. Um, really looking forward to getting into that though. And then I don't think I'll be buying a game until the Tony Hawk remakes in September. So I'm really going to try hard to knock off a few retro titles that I've been wanting to play for a while so we can cover them on the show this month. That's the plan. Once I get through Paper Mario and Pokemon Emerald. Uh, good enough. Let's shut up. Let's get into Final Fantasy episode 108. Final Fantasy, like I said, this won our Patreon poll. So if you follow me, and if you follow me on social, which if you don't know, uh, with the Patreon poll, I play through games for the first time. The games you want episodes about, then we talk about them. And if you follow me on social media, be it on Twitter or Instagram at Member the Game, we'll follow you back. So please follow us. Uh, not remember, just Member the Game. You know that I played the NES version of this on my NES Classic. Uh, I liked it despite not liking a lot of it, if that makes sense. Certainly not the worst game I've ever played, but holy hell, play a remake, don't play the original. Holy fuck, I get why you all said that now. My buddy Miklos is my guest, he just replayed the game as well. I'm going to cue some music, and we are finally going to talk about Final Fantasy for the original NES, which originally released in North America on December 18th, 1987. I love talking 80s games. Uh, Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Here we go. 
If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work gone like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Okay, so as promised to our Patreon supporters, uh, we're talking Final Fantasy for the original NES today. And uh, joining me once again via the miracle of the telephone device is longtime friend and guest of the show, my buddy Mikolos Blackshaw. How's it going, pal? I'm doing very well. Yourself? I'm good. And before we get into Final Fantasy, I just want to say it'll be a week or so before this episode goes live. But today, if I'm not mistaken, is Waluigi's birthday. Yes, and, it most uh, certainly is. Yeah, and I know that he's oh. kind of your your guy. So happy birthday, my friend! It's a big deal. Oh man, there's been just so much stuff on Reddit today. It's been wonderful. Is it like just <laughs> like would it have like? I mean, I I still think that guy shows up in Smash Brothers before this pack is done. But like today would have been the perfect day for them to just be like, by the way, here's the next DLC character, and it's Waluigi. People would have lost their oh. minds. They. Oh my god, that would have been ridiculous. I bet you I might have went, I might I might have left work early. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you Nintendo doesn't even know it's his birthday today. They just don't seem I feel like dude, when he got in like sorry guys, we'll get into Final Fantasy in a minute. But when Waluigi <laughs> got introduced, like I thought he was so stupid. Like Wario, I was like, Yeah, that makes sense. Waluigi, I was like, This is so dumb. And I think a lot of people felt that way. And then over like twenty years, he's really won a lot of people over. <sighs> And now everyone thinks to, he's rad. I'm trying to remember. I saw something today about like uh, a Nintendo Power article about like where he came from, and he's an actor, 
and his name is like Jason Papadopoulos. <laughs> really? Legally changed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his so, name legally changed to Waluigi. So he had like a sweet name. <laughs> and then, you know what would be an awesome backstory for Waluigi is if when he was a kid, he had like an older brother who always made him the second player. And he just hated Luigi so much that he like dedicated his life to like taking down Luigi. And so yeah, when he became an adult, he changed his name to Waluigi and was like out to ruin his legacy forever. Like fucking oh man, what a he went from such a shitty character to so awesome. And Nintendo just does nothing with him. It really infuriates me actually. Man, it's I think as soon as he became like a playable character and other things like uh Mario Party and uh, Mario Kart. I think I just always started picking him. Yeah, he was just—he was a big guy for Mario Kart. Like I was always DK, so I was like, "Man, this guy's just a different guy. Why not?" And he looks cool. He sounds cool. His name has grown on me. I, yeah, I saw it today, and you messaged me actually. You messaged me something on Instagram about it. I was just like, "Oh fuck, it's his birthday today." So I knew that you and I were getting ready to record this tonight, and I was like, "Well, we got to give." Walu, because you uh, are you are the real life Waluigi. So it has like we have to give him credit. So um, that's fair. Now, one game that Waluigi is not in is the original uh, Final Fantasy, and that's because it's a little older than fucking Waluigi. Uh, oh man, fuck me, dude! This, this was a this was a blast from the past. So okay, I'm gonna ask you because I played it for the first time ever for this episode, and as as I've documented on social media repeatedly, I did it on the on my NES Classic. Everyone was telling me, don't play the NES version, play one of the remakes, play one of the re-releases. And I said, no, I'm a traditionalist. I want to do it justice. You did not play it on the original NES, correct? No, I downloaded an an emulator for my phone and I played the PS1 version and it was uh, much better. So much better. That seems (laughs) to be the consensus is they literally every version. Because do y'all tell you, Mick, like the... I'm okay before because we are gonna. Sh- I don't know about you, but I am gonna shit on this game a little. Before I okay, shit, <laughs> I, I have to state for the record, like I like this game. I actually like this game quite a bit. It was a lot of fun. It just was so fucking slow. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that battle system. Oh, where, like you gotta select every one, so you gotta like anticipate your guys like killing something. Like, is it? It's not that slow on the PS1 version, is it? Like, it's got to be better. No, no. No man, it's got like the uh, it's got the updated battle system where you can just mash X, and because you never know when these guys are coming out to hit anything. <laughs> oh fuck me! Oh yeah, and so one other thing too was like, and I, I want to know if it's like this in the remakes. In this one, you know how like it's Final Fantasy, it's just standard RPG that like if you take all your characters and mash attack. So like you have four characters, say you just pick attack with all four, and you pick the 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 first bad guy the cursor lands on if that bad guy yeah. dies before all four guys have attacked then the rest of their attacks go to other characters like yeah. they go to other yeah, enemies do. is that is that yeah. what it's like in the ps1 version yeah oh. yeah it's totally like that so on the nes version you put in all four commands and then the ad, the turn plays out but say your first character kills the guy that all four guys are attacking then the other three just yeah. attack air and nothing you may you lose the rest of your turn Oh yeah, that's exactly why I did not want to play it on the NES version. Fuck, <laughs> fuck me! I was, it was like so then it becomes a guessing game of being like, okay, is my warrior's attack strong enough to kill this guy? Where I could put the rest yeah, of them right? focused it's, on somebody it's, else. It's it, it back like t- to be fair, it was you know basically uh, one of the very first uh, 
ports from like a tabletop RPG, right? So, right, right. And like, listen, we so, had a we had a question yeah. on the show. We had a question on the show a couple of months ago or a month or two ago, and they were like, yeah. "Is it is it fair to slam games for mechanics that seemed modern at the time but have it aged well?" And I was like, "It's a hard thing to balance." And I've never struggled with it on this show. Like I'm struggling <laughs> it with this game because you're right. This is like, did you play Dragon Warrior, the first Dragon Warrior? Uh, yes, but that one even before. Okay. I ever play Final Fantasy. Right, me too. But like that game's got a lot of ancient mechanics and stuff in it as well. But like I can look past them because I'm like, there's a lot of charm here. It's a fun game. And it's the same thing with this. Like I liked 80% of this game. It's just the little things like this. My attack's fucking hitting dead air. I'm like, like I get that maybe this was your first RPG and you didn't know. But how the fuck did you not think to change that? Like, (laughs) fuck off. My warrior is not going to just swing at the air when there's three leopards fucking jumping at him from other sides. But he is going to swing uh, at the air because my goddamn black mage did like eight damage and happened to kill. Fuck. Fuck. uh, I I think this, like, I'm fairly sure this is just seriously just a a port from how uh, tabletop RPGs were done. Fuck me. Right? You, You would think, like, uh, for for older versions of like Dungeons and Dragons, or even just different versions of that, like uh, Rifts or whatever, uh, they were doing, they could have been something like you put in your command and then you roll to see who does what in what order. Oh, right? is that how like it works? Each, like in a yeah. in a tabletop game, is it like you guys after you all it, decide what you want to do, then you have to decide the order it goes in? No, I'm just saying it could that oh. could be the mechanic that they to put in the game yeah it had to be because like because like because right, everything is random and speed doesn't matter <laughs> no it doesn't speed oh dude that's another thing like i remember texting with you about it because like the first i would say because it took me about 30 hours to finish this game and uh yeah. and i couldn't do it like massive shout oh, i wish i, I should have saved it i if you google final fantasy walkthrough it'll be the first one that comes up i used an incredible walkthrough that was showing me like what spells work and what spells don't because at, re- at least in the nes version there are, there are spells that are broken that don't work yeah and uh yeah. i would never would have beaten this game without this fucking walkthrough never would have done it in a million years um oh, i i used a walkthrough as well but mine was like it was like bare bones they oh, still really? like go here Here's some items that are there. You find them yourself. Oh, dude. This one, like, basically told you this is the direction these chests are in. And if you go there, you'll have a an enemy will attack you if you approach the chest from the south side. This is what's in the chest. And then when you click the item, then it would go to a separate screen showing you, like, who could use the item and what it did or what, like, oh. Yeah. Fucking God, I never would have finished this game without it because it just, it was so fucking slow. There was something else I wanted to rant about. Oh yeah, early in the game, because you mentioned how their speed doesn't matter. Like early in the game, your fucking attacks miss all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, was it that, was it like that on the PlayStation version too? Oh yeah. Yeah, And and again, that's reminiscent of like any tabletop RPG to like the beginning when you're like a level one character. Your character is not very good at anything. No, but like, don't make him miss. Just make him hit for like five. You're making me, it takes three minutes to get through a turn. And I'm like, oh, finally. And I picked a team. I picked a team that had two, like I had a black belt and a warrior and then a black mage and a white mage. So the two mages, until you start getting them some decent magic, are borderline useless. Like, they're useless. 
So I'm like, I desperately need the warrior and the black belt to land attacks. Because I had read all these things. Some people were like, don't use a black belt. Some people were like, use the black belt. He gets really good. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to take he this does, black belt. He does belt. get very good. Dude. I used uh, I used two warriors, a black belt, and a red mage. So, okay. I fucking cruised. Oh, I wish I'd done. The warrior is like... So at the beginning of the game, they all suck. But the black belt especially is just... He fucking misses every turn. Oh. And I'm like, I desperately need you and Warrior to land some hits here. And he misses everything. Yeah. But you're right. Later in the game, especially once you uh, like evolve, I guess you would call oh, it. Yeah. Um, He's getting like eight or nine hits. Yeah, because that's where the speed, I guess, does come into play, where it affects how many yeah. times they attack or something. And he became yeah. my best character by the end of the game. Um, but fuck me. See, sorry. So you went two Warriors, a Black Belt, and a Red Mage? Yes, that's, that's correct. Fuck, that's a lot better team than I had. The the Warriors, well, the Warriors are I, so I, powerful in this game. The I was I was remembering from all my childhood game, gameplays through this how bad the thief was. Oh yeah, that's all I, all I can remember. I was like, why is it, why is this here? This yeah. is so bad. So because like. see i both like and because like there's really no story like there is a story to this game but i'll be honest with you guys like i i played it with this walkthrough that was explaining this story and i still don't really get this story uh you have four orbs that are four elements and they're all dark and you have to go get the elements back and then you go back in time apparently or forward in time like do you know when you go back you go back in time. Right, yeah. And then you get back there and you fight the final boss who's like, as long as the four orb guys exist, they're going to keep warping me into the... Like, it's... The story yeah. sucks, but that's... I don't care about that. Like, I... the Like, everyone has told me that Final Fantasy Four is like when Final Fantasy story really started to evolve and become Man, like you, a it, thing. If you want to take it from like the Final Fantasy Nine perspective... Uh, Garland is like the bad guy in Final Fantasy IX. He could have been alive for those that time, right? To come, right. To come back. Yeah. So all these things could have happened where he was in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, great. That's exactly, yeah. So the story's not like, oh, great, but like I'm okay with that, particularly if you had played this when it came out. It would have just been like, like you said, it's like, oh, if you don't have any friends to play your tabletop RPG tonight, play this one. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. And I totally get it. And you can, ah, oh, there are so many little things in this game that I know are in future Final Fantasy games that I was just like, that's fucking rad. Like, that's rad. Um, to me, the biggest, outside of the slowness, fuck, it's fucking slow. The biggest problem with this game is that the first four or five hours, in my opinion, are so much harder than the rest of the game. So, oh, yeah. Like, did you find that too? Uh, well, no, I, uh, there was like a, a, there was like a point where it got real hard uh for me that was at that fire uh place oh the fire I just cave. Try- yeah I, I just i just tried to do the whole thing at once instead of like going halfway coming back refilling my potions and then Seri- going and finishing <laughs> seriously you yeah sick- man, i almost did you sick I almost, fuck. I almost did it too man like i went and found the boss and i was like no there's got to be chests i went and grabbed all the rest of the chests came back and i was in the corridor uh when one of my guys died because that's one of those ones i was like i'm never i'm never i had like no potions left i was like i'm never gonna make out of that make it out of here yeah because that's one of those dungeons where the floor hurts you 
like a lot. Yeah. And yeah, and like so in the in the in the updated versions, can you save in the levels or in the like? Is there save points in the dungeon? Because in mine, I couldn't. No, uh, but uh, the one after that, they have like the dark when they start putting in the dark wizards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I uh, will would save in there quite often. But like, did you Just because those dark wizards would come and wipe you out? Oh like, yeah, yeah. You could do. <laughs> but did you save <laughs> state? Like, oh, hey, did you save state? Yeah, or... said, yeah, 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 yeah. I had the I have an emulator, so I can't imagine. Any listen, because I guarantee you there are listeners listening to this that beat the original version or beat one of these versions of this game without emulating, without save states and stuff like that. You're sick. You're fucking sick. Because like Miklos just said, you get into some of these later. I found, and I'll get into how I found the earlier part of the game harder than the later part. But the later part, like you said, dude, you get into some of these, and you're right. The fire temple is where it really starts. You get into some of these later fucking dungeons, and like if you run into the wrong fight, you're fucked. Like it's, yeah, like if there if if there was two dark wizards, I was like, fucking run, don't even run. Yeah, <laughs> Just and get out of here. Like obviously, that's like in any RPG, you can run into bad, like tough bad guys in dungeons. Yeah. But like, I don't ever remember playing an RPG where like I would be cruising along and winning fights in like a turn or two and and just and just fucking and then all of a sudden <laughs> something pops up that is like twenty times more powerful than anything else I've fought. And it just yeah, and it, wrecks you. Yeah, you guys are done. And there's you're, no way to like, well, save. Game, there's that is game over. Ugh. Start back at the beginning of that dungeon. That fucking in, dungeon. In the, in the original, there was like a really weird convoluted way to save. Like you, you had to save. Uh, like you save after the tent or the cabin in the inn. But you had to like hold reset and then turn the power off. Yeah, it was some weird. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, dude, I remember an- what, there was another game I remember playing as a kid. Fucking what game was it? I can't remember now. On my NES, and then when you would save, it would make you hold reset while you turn the power off to save or something like that. It must have been like yeah. I don't know. It had to have been something where it could like fry the save file or something like that. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, I can't imagine like. I hate save like I hate games that don't just let you save anywhere and I have felt like that forever even even before we had games like that like when I was playing the Super <laughs> Nintendo like some of the Super Nintendo RPGs and stuff I was like just let me fucking save like just let me like I got to go like I these dungeons can be 2 hours long if I don't know where I'm going and I get a lot of fights just let me fucking save so that I can go to school cuz I'm going to get in trouble you know what I mean not to mention the yeah. fact that, like you said, you run into the wrong fight, you're fucked. Half of the floors <laughs> in these fucking places hurt you. Your wizards, I don't know what it's like on the PlayStation version, because as far as I know, in some versions, there's magic points. But at least on my version, they could use a spell like six to- like so many uses no. per day. Yeah, no, I, I, had, I had that one. Oh, yeah, that one is and well. that's so infuriating because as it is dude the, like uh, the heal spells do yeah. so little to begin with and, oh yes and then you only get them like four times and it's like you have I used this spell four times and got 70 hit points back this is fucking useless to me like I ended up just buying like 99 heals oh yeah yeah that's what you gotta do man oh but even those just like you and i did shining force and this was a problem with shining force too you fucking couldn't buy 99 at once it was like ka-ching do you want to buy something what do you want to buy cha-ching what do you want to buy i could buy 99 at once fuck you (laughs) fuck you and your fucking remake and everybody that played the fucking remake 
I feel like I got a little bit of a punch in my man card for beating the original version of this. This is so fucking yeah, painfully slow. <laughs> God damn it. And like you said, it's just, dude, you get into those dungeons and without all those heals, there's just, there's nothing else you can do to heal. Nothing else heals you. There's no fucking camp points or save points in these dungeons where you could use a, a tent and that's fucking it. recharge you, you, re- you really gotta go in do a bunch come out yeah that's what well, when you said back in. Boy, when you <laughs> said you went into the fire cave and tried to go the distance i was like you sick bastard <laughs> i went in and out of that cave like four times just stocking up on treasure I, and then walking across I, that floor would kill me i almost did it but to be fair um there's a place uh, after that second city where you beat up the pirates and take their boat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there's a place, like, if you go wandering off to, like, the northeast, there's, like, a little peninsula. And uh, you end up fighting, like, a bunch of the a bunch of stronger monsters. It's just in this, like, four squares. Oh, okay. So I went and leveled up. So before that, I was like, I can crush through this. I wonder when it's going to get hard. And then I was like, oh, here we are. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash remember the game. <laughs> I found uh, it was actually it's not long after you get that boat, but then after you get that boat, you have to go do the marsh cave. Yeah. Um, that was I died more times there than anywhere in the game because it was oh, like you, my two wizards so are useless. Fun. My black belt isn't strong enough to land any attacks yet, so I'm basically running a yeah. one man army. Um, yeah, I probably hunkered down for. And there's so much poison too. Oh. So much, dude. And cures are expensive because you don't have any fucking money at the beginning of the game. So I'm saying until until your guys, like until your mages have some magic and until like your black belt can land some attacks, you're so fucked. And it's like I spent probably two hours just walking around in that marsh cave area grinding to yeah. save up enough money to get the best equipment for my warrior and to buy enough pures and heals to get through that fucking dungeon. God. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, especially if you don't know about that spot, because then you can go in with like a bunch of money. <laughs> right. Yeah. And to be honest, <laughs> then, I do think some and, and like and like way leveled up. Okay, because that's what happens. So like, go ahead. Yeah. 
Okay. I was gonna say that's that, I knew about that trick, so I was like, I know how fucking ridiculous this place is. Oh Jesus! So you get like, you get to like level eight or something like that, and then you're able to like beat some of these monsters up there. Uh, they're like the hill giants and stuff. Oh okay. Fuck and it. then so you get you gain like a ton of experience real fast and a bunch of money, and then it costs like almost nothing to go heal yourself at the. Uh, uh, where you steal the boat. Yeah. So yeah. You, and, yeah. And it's not very long. So you just keep going back and forth there and you gain levels pretty quick. Oh. So I'd be up like three or four levels ahead of where I should be. I should have done that. Fuck me. Someone else mentioned that on the Facebook page, my buddy Jason, and I just forgot all about it. And now I wish I had known that. Cause I will say later on in the game, once like my guys were getting powered up and I had, I had more money than I fucking knew what to do with. Like oh, yeah. so I, much I, money. I, I I maxed out on money. Oh really? <laughs> Does it? Yeah. What is it like? Nine 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 nine? Is that? Yeah like, yeah yeah. And then, and then sometimes it'd be weird. It'd be like the like the last two would be like twenty nine. I'd be like, how the fuck that happened? <laughs> <laughs> like a greedy old man. You have a million gold, and you're like, no, that's I'm missing seventy gold. It, fuck off. Give me my gold. It was man. it was just weird. I was like, because I knew I had maxed out. I was like, why did it max out here? Well, and like, then like later it would be maxed out. <laughs> you can just tell that it was like their first one because there's balance. Like I say, there's balance issues. Like in the early part of the game, it's so fucking hard, and you're grinding for every penny you can get your hands on because you got to buy. Not only do you need those heels and those pures because your guy can't fucking heal anything but you also have to buy yeah. equipment for everyone particularly your warriors because they're at the front of the lines taking the beating and they're expensive expensive <laughs> as fuck plus you have to buy magic spells which i actually like the concept of except again in the early part of the game you've got no fucking money to buy did, any of these oh, spells did you get any of the i didn't i think maybe because uh how much i spells i couldn't have with the red mages like, I couldn't have, like, Holy or... I don't think, like, any, like, level 7 or 8 oh. level spells. I couldn't have any of them. Yeah, what's the and deal with a, Red? Is he, like, so is he just kind of, like, a half-assed white and black mage? Like Yeah, what is and he... He, fights, he fights pretty decently. Oh, okay. He's, like, a jack-of-all-trades. Oh, that sounds way better. <laughs> he, uh, well, he kind of... He's, he's good, particularly in the beginning. Because he's, you know, pretty versatile. You can get him some spells like uh, fire and ice. Right. And a couple other ones uh, for helping boost. But I uh, found... And, and cures. Most of the cures, anyways. Right. I found the so, spells uh, pretty useless for the most part in this game, though, because you can only use them, like, three so times, times, four times, right? Yeah. Like, I, like yeah. thank God for this walkthrough because it was telling me about how like half the spells in the game are broken. And as, as, yeah. and listen, like as I've, I should, I, if I ranted about it on Fantasy Star, I should rant about it here. For the love of God, just tell me what the fucking spells do. <laughs> I know that like later games do that, but I just, I will never <laughs> grasp the concept of somebody creating a game and putting spells in it and being like, they'll figure it out. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck maybe it could have could have been in the book <laughs> yeah i guess so you're right it could have been in the book um but like to me but. like i quickly realized that like for my money the most useful spell in the entire game is fast um because i read about it and they're like you can double your your warrior or your black belt speed and then they start hitting twice as many times and yeah. so in boss fights that's all i would do with my black mage was just cast fast on those two guys and then let them fucking hammer away like it almost felt like it broke the game using fast because it made them so powerful. 
I don't think I used very many spells. I just brute forced my way through the whole thing. Yeah, which just honestly attack, sounds attack, like attack, more attack, fun. Attack, attack, attack. Yeah. That sounds like more fun, <laughs> to be honest. Dude, there was one time, I can't remember you saw it. I posted an Instagram video where I was like, this has been going on for three minutes. And like, and my black belt and my two mages are dead. And my warrior is stunned, so he's paralyzed, so he can't attack. And he still has like 85 health. And the bad guys we're fighting are doing one hit point of damage, but I can't fight back or run away because I'm stunned. <laughs> and so I literally just let it, I videotaped it for a minute and I let it play out. And it was like five minutes of just like, wanted to and then finally he would get unstunned so i would pick like run and then before it would get to my turn they would stun him again oh oh and it was so fucking yeah. slow fuck i hate it that, hap- fuck. that, that happened to, that happened to me a couple places god damn it <laughs> fucking game I, not and not even with like uh my whole party dead maybe just one guy oh, then they would just like stun everyone else and i was like oh this is ridiculous it's so stupid like i get i get it <laughs> and, I just, and, then, and then you could see you could see that they're just like adding up all these stuns and i'm like oh my god do you know what i feel what like it's gonna end yeah do you know what i feel like with this game is it's like i like it but it's it's like i can see the warts and it's like you know like when you got like a, i feel bad because i have nieces and nephews and they listen to this so if you're listening yeah. to this ben this isn't about you this isn't about my nieces and nephews but it's like this like it's like this kid like a nephew that you're like i like him because i like the family that he's from and i know that he'll probably eventually become a pretty good kid but right now i can just see all these fucking problems with them and i just want to get angry that's how I felt because I'm like I know the future Final Fantasies are good. I get that they're laying yeah. the groundwork with this one, but I just was like, "Come uh, on, like you can't tell me you didn't play test this." It'd be like this is really boring. Like this is really slow. This is really grinding. Maybe we should fucking tell the person where to go one time, <laughs> one fucking but, time. It, what about like any of the limitations with like? how much stuff like you can actually put in <laughs> i get it and like and listen i'm like i really do like this game i i had fun playing it i like those you, you, you also have to look through through the lens of uh it was a nintendo game remember all those times you were like you they only get like one game man i know imagine imagine if they just fucking spoon fed you this game like they spoon feed you games now yeah you're right you're right and like and the thing is is like i do i do like this game if i don't dude if i had owned this game as a child where if this had been the game i got for christmas and it's like well this is all you're yeah. playing till fucking easter at least like forever uh i actually would, would have really liked would, it you you would have learned to love all of these things you hate. Yeah, I would. Because would've. it just would have meant that you would have had more time playing this game. Yeah, I would have. You're right. It's and like and part right. of part of this game's problem is that I played it for the first time in 2020 and I have been spoiled. <laughs> so you're right. I totally agree with that. And I definitely like way more of it than I don't like. I just it was slow and it was confusing at times. I didn't know where to go and and like honestly, dude, it was very much like Dragon Warrior. Like where you you get yeah. into a new area and you see new equipment, but you can't afford it all right away, and then it's walk around that area till you save up enough money to buy the new equipment. Like, yep. which I don't mind. I like those slow grindy games, especially now I can put on a podcast and relax um, and play oh, through it. Oh, oh man, my uh, my roommate is uh, getting his license back, so he's got his learners. He's like, man, I want to go visit some friends in Camrose. You want to go with me? I was like, so you're saying. Because they just have to be there for him to drive. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, so I just play this game on my phone. Like, the whole day I played Final Fantasy. 
<laughs> oh, that's like, but like, dude, doing it on a, doing it on anything portable is like, if yeah. I could get, if I could give one piece of advice ahead of playing a remake or a remaster or a re-release or using a walkthrough or fucking anything, if I could, if you were like, give me one piece of advice, it would be do not tether yourself to a television to play this game. Cause if I oh, could have, yeah. oh, Oh, if I'd had it on my phone or my switch or something where I could put a, a movie on or watch wrestling while I was just grinding, it would have been yep. so much more enjoyable. Like so oh, much yeah. more. Fuck. <laughs> it's just so oh, yeah. I, oh. I well if at first I thought I would get the uh the mobile version, but it was so fucking expensive. It is. Yeah, I do have the mobile version. I just never finished it. I played it for quite a while, but I didn't finish it. Um and I got it on sale and I think I still paid like ten bucks for it or something. So, but I do feel like these, these old JRPGs are some of the only like console video games that actually translate well onto a mobile device. Yeah. Cause you don't need a keyboard or a keypad or anything to play them. Right. No. Um, And very limited buttons. Yeah. Really. All you need is to be able to move the guy and hit one button is all you really have to be able to do. Um, Yeah. but yeah, dude, it just, Oh, another thing, another thing, Mick, I got to rant to, I have to fuck it is. Oh, you get into fights where you're against nine bad guys, which I think is the most that you could have. And then yep. each of the four of your characters put in a, a move. And the thing is, is later on in the game, and this was a godsend, and I never would have known this without the walkthrough. Later on in the game, you start picking up weapons and armor that can cast magic spells if you use them like an item. And, okay. Uh, and so, like, I ended up giving two or three to my white mage or two or three to my black mage. All So they each had a heal item and then they each had a couple of attack spells that they could use literally yeah. every turn if they wanted to and never run out of magic. All you do is go oh, into nice. your... Yeah, I don't know if you knew. Like, I had no idea because it doesn't tell you anywhere. But you literally just go, instead of clicking items, you click, like, weapons or whatever. And then yeah. you can just click on, like, the Zeus gauntlet always casts lit two on everybody. And so I just use oh. that over and over and over and over. And then suddenly the mages became really helpful because if I didn't want to attack with them, they could both just cast heal. And if I wanted them to attack, I could use these items. So that changed the game so fucking much. But the problem, this is my, oh, fuck. I'm getting wound up now. Is you get into a fight against like nine bad guys and they're not that tough. But then you click, okay, well, I'll attack with my warrior. I'll attack with my black belt and my white mage and my black mage will each cast a spell with these items to try to wipe out these bad guys. Then you hit action. And then the first action is one of the bad guys who also uses a fucking spell on all four heroes. So then it takes 45 seconds for that spell to register on all four heroes. Then one of my mages uses their attack spell and it takes a minute and a half for the nine attacks to fucking land and then if it doesn't kill the bad guys i gotta sit through it all again i literally would put in my commands and then go to like the bathroom or go downstairs and get something to eat and come back and the fucking turn would finally be over and i was like who the fuck it takes five minutes to finish one fucking turn and it's just it's just like i as i'm playing What's in my mind is like, you're not supposed to shit on games for mechanics that were cutting edge at the time. And I'm like, I know, and we're not going to shit on it for this because this was cutting edge at the time, but it is just so fucking slow. And I get why every single person listening to this was like, don't play the NES version. And I was like, I'll show all of you. And I fucking did it. And I'll never do it again, ever. God damn it. But did you, you didn't know, did you know about the items thing? Um, I probably at one point did. I just forgot. I did, I literally just, like I said, power oh, yeah. powered through it. Just attack, attack, attack. Yeah, if you had uh, all fucking all tanks anyways, I, then yeah, it's that's the name yeah, of the game. I, 
Yeah. No, so. it was pretty easy after that. Oh, so. fuck. It's so goddamn slow. <laughs> oh, man. But other than that, like, I mean, it, dude, it's fun. I like the music a lot. I love, dude, I did not know there was an airship because I yep. had never played it or anything, right? And, like, I mean, the only thing that was really, I can't, I don't think there was a Sid. I'm trying to think in my head, but I can't think there was a Sid in this one. But they don't no. really name anybody. But like, I got the airship, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, airship!" And it's Final Fantasy, and it's an airship, and the black mage looks just like VV, and I don't fucking like VV, but it was still rad to see like that classic black mage looking just like that, and and stuff like the the you find the um that fucking the metal that you can get turned into Excalibur. Oh, um, visceral. Yeah, yeah, like. I just like all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like just classic RPG Final Fantasy. And it it felt like getting, getting some of those like special weapons at the end of the game, like the mass immune. Yeah, yeah. So I never even used the mass immune. I think I gave it to my white mage. Yeah, um mine had it too. And then when when uh no, mine went to my uh uh red mage and he, once he had that, he was actually starting to do more damage them by warriors oh yeah dude yeah they that <laughs> like that right sword fucks game. man yeah that sword fucking right so like that was the other thing is like reading through this i'm, I'm using this walkthrough as i play and the final battles against uh as astros astos i don't remember what his name is the final bad guy um yeah. but like the my, my guide was like this is a tough fight get ready this is not gonna be easy and we worked them <laughs> in like a minute and a half and i was like that wasn't hard like, to be honest with you, for as hard as this game is, I don't think I ever found a, a boss hard. No. Uh, so sometimes it was just nice to be like, oh, sweet. I only have maybe like one more battle after this. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I fucking, I'm telling you, to anyone out there that makes a video game, like, I get that bosses have to be tough, but like, I don't know, maybe I'm a pussy and maybe I'm in that camp, but I love it when I have a really hard dungeon or a level and then I get to an end boss and it's just a walk in the park. I love that. To me, that's just like, it's like playing Mega Man and you fight through a level, but then you have the boss's weakness and you own them yeah. in like six seconds or Pokemon when you can one shot kill like another Pokemon with your Pokemon. That is the best feeling in the world to me. So if you're making RPGs, fucking throw us a bone once in a while. It's fine. Just give us a break. We fucking have earned it. We got there in a dungeon with no fucking save points. Since I know you're doing the uh, Emerald version, uh, there's a Pokemon in that that just walks through the Elite Four. With, oh, really? With the moves it gets. Yeah. So I haven't gotten I haven't gotten far into it. Is it are the are the psychic Pokemon as OP as they were in the original game in this one? No, not oh. really. Oh. They, well, they have Dark is in that one. Oh yeah, they introduced and, Dark in that one, and, and they they really introduced a lot of stuff to make it not as powerful. Okay, there's uh there's a lot of water Pokemon as you would imagine. Yeah, because that's like <laughs> the psychic overpoweredness in the original games is maybe my favorite thing in all of Pokemon. Because I was like, I don't need anything else. I'm fine. I can just have a bunch of Magikarps and my Abracadabra, and he'll be fine. He'll get me through everything. Um, well, I mean, I don't know, dude. I mean, I know this is a special game to some people. And listen, if it sounded like I was shitting on it the whole time, I promise. Like, I really, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I would play it again. Because, dude, I will say, I meant to say this, Mick. I fucking love the concept of being able to pick your four characters. Like, right? like. Like that that ability to pick your uh, difficulty, I, like I said, I was just gonna power through because I wanted just to refresh my memory of the game, as opposed to actually 
yeah, try yeah. It real hard. Like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> to all you no, sick bastards that do the all-white mage runs, you're gross. You're fucking oh, sick. Sick, sick, <laughs> sod. Fucking sick. Oh, I, I don't get it. Um, oh, that would be so hard. It'd be so hard. It's so boring. It's so slow. But I do. I love that concept. I can't think I, of another. I mean, towards the towards the end with a few, like, holies. Oh, yeah. Toward the end. The holies on the boss. But it would take, like, 80 hours to get to the end of the game with the four of them. Like, that sounds terrible to me. Fucking horrible. They can't I, equip anything. Fucking after, anything. After. After beating it, I thought about doing one with like a standard set, like no doubles, and try to get some mages in there. Oh yeah, like just like a regular team or whatever, like yeah. a standard team. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I, I really like. I can't think of it. I mean, there are other Final Fantasy games, I guess, like Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy VII, where there's a lot of different instances where you can pick from like your roster of characters and build a team. Yeah. But like, I I really like the con. I wish that they did a better job of explaining the differences between each character, which they probably did in the manual. I never even thought of that, but you're right. I'm shitting on all this stuff that probably would have been solved if I had the instruction book. If, if you want to do an interesting Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy V. Yeah, I want to uh, I want to play five very badly, actually. <laughs> like, well, let me know. Uh, let me know. I can run through it on my phone. <laughs> on your goddamn phone. Yeah, I definitely want to play it eventually. Like, I'll be honest with you guys. Like, I... I I know I'm shitting on a lot, but I really enjoyed this. And quite frankly, yeah. and I've never felt like this with any other game. It was really cool to see like the or like where the series that is so fabled came from. You know what I mean? It'd be like it would be like being a Mario junkie today, but I've never played the original Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> it's really cool to see where it started. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed my playthrough other than the slowness. Um so fucking slow. Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck me. But it was a lot of go, fun. Go. Go back and play it on the PS1. That is arguably the best version. I got it on my phone. I should play my... I got it on the phone. I think there's a DS version people have been telling me to play. There's tons of versions. You know what? Then that's another thing, Mick, is like for all the shit that I can talk about this game and everything like that, it's really cool that they've remade it so many... Like clearly people are attached to this game. Like clearly people are like, yeah. Like it's really... Well, Well, having the remakes where they can fix a lot of the stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense you know like like the whole battle system yeah and like allow allowing it to just you know flow a little bit better man but i i 100 percent enjoyed playing that game yeah I, yeah t- i took time i there was not like oh i'm playing this game for this podcast i was like fuck man this game is fun i'm yeah. glad i'm playing this game yeah i, I would highly high i would like <laughs> I, I legitimately like my only real complaint is the slowness, you guys. And if you play any remake or any of the other versions, the slowness won't be an issue. I would absolutely recommend this game. Like, fucking infinitely. Like, it was it was a lot of fun. It was just frustrating and slow. That's, oh, God. And without save states, I never would have made it. Fucking never would have made it. <laughs> Fuck no. And I never once cheaped out during a fight and save stated. So if I lost the fight, I could reload. But you're goddamn yeah. right. Like when I got out, when I did a treasure run into a dungeon and I had to get out and heal and save to go back in, you best believe I fucking yeah. saved before I tried to get out just in case. Cause I'm not losing an <laughs> hour of my life fucking walking back yeah. in there doing that again. Fuck no. Oh yeah. No, um, exactly. But it was great. I enjoyed it. Uh, Mick, there's 15 core Final Fantasy games. Please don't come at me with the there's tactics. There's three Final Fantasy. Blah, blah, blah. No, there's man. Fi- I, I, there's 15 yeah, core there's, games. There's 15 core Final games. Final Fantasy. Yeah. 
So on a scale of 1 to 15, what would you give Final Fantasy 1? Keep in mind, he's ranking the PlayStation 1 version on his phone. Um, oh, man, I'm going to have to go with uh, 13 out of 15. I played so much fun just reliving this game. All right, and then, and then and then also laughing at all the like at you having oh. to play, <laughs> son of a bitch. I was getting, like, I I got a lot of great feedback on social media posting that live playthrough, and I had all the time in the world to post them because after I put in my attacks, I had two minutes to wait before I could figure out what happened. So. Uh, you know what? I would I would probably score this one like at eleven or twelve. I think a remake would probably put it up to that thirteen to maybe even. 14 like obviously it doesn't have a great story like a lot of the future final fantasy games but yeah. like it's just that it's just so chill it's fun it's the same as the original dragon warrior which i'd love to do an episode of the show about eventually i would absolutely recommend these games to somebody just because they're laid back and they're fun like it's just fun like it's so fun like to me the core part of an rpg the story is a big part and then i love watching my characters uh, grow and get stronger. Like I, I think that's one of the big appeals to most people in RPGs is watching yeah. your character evolve, and you really yeah. see it in this game because the game goes gets so much easier as your characters start to get stronger. <laughs> it doesn't even matter the bad guys get stronger. You get it becomes so much easier. Just get through that first four or five hours. Fuck me. And where? Yep. And you said so, wh- when could you grind after you get the ship? Uh, uh it's like to the northeast. Uh, you gotta walk through the mountains, and it'll go up to like a like a long stretch, and there'll be a little peninsula at the top. Right, and that it's was like it- four, that's four whole squares. And once you get to like level eight or something, go give it a shot. Okay, and that was after you, like you said, where you fight the pirates or the pirate yeah. and get his ship. That was I love yeah. that too, because like I know like classic RPG one hundred and one is if you don't know where to go, talk to every non playable character in a town. Someone's gonna spill the beans and give you something. And I had no idea where yeah. to go. And then I talked to this guy and he's like, get out of my face. And I just fought him. And I was like, what? And then I fight yeah, him. You and, his boat. Yeah, you beat him. And he's like, all right, take my boat. And I was like, what? okay, what the fuck? I just wanted to know where to go. But all right, I'll take your boat. Um, I enjoyed this. Fuck yeah. Thanks. Thanks for doing it, Ben. Thank you so much for doing this. And thanks for fucking grinding through Final Fantasy while you were teaching someone how to drive just to come on that the was- podcast with me. Oh, it was wonderful. It was outstanding. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Anytime, buddy. Thanks for coming on. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Miklos, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking a little bit of Final Fantasy with me. And every single one of you that voted for Final Fantasy in the Patreon poll or voted for another game on the Patreon poll or even if you just listened to the show for whatever reason. Thank you so much for supporting Remember the Game. I really, really appreciate it. If you're enjoying the show and enjoying what we do, please consider supporting us on Patreon. It's only two bucks. It really helps me out. You get extra podcasts, shoutouts, all that good stuff. Our Patreon poll will be going live on Sunday. Don't sign up for the Patreon before August 1st. So you'll get charged twice. Uh, but you can 
can vote on our Patreon poll. Instead of bringing in some new games this time, it is going to be made up entirely of second and third place games from all of our previous polls. So if there was a game you wanted to see win that came up just short, this is his second chance. I'm pretty excited to get him up there. We'll see what happens. Follow us on social media. We follow back. That can really help us too. It's Twitter and Instagram at MemberTheGame or Facebook.com slash RememberTheGame. Tell a friend about us. I'd really appreciate it. Leave us a good review. Just do whatever you can to help us. And I'll keep yelling into my microphone twice a week for you guys. That's going to do it. I'll be back on Sunday with Expansion Pass. I'll be back next week with episode 109 of Remember the Game. In the meantime, clean your controllers, wash your hands, be nice to each other. Fucking just goddamn be nice to each other. Enjoy your hobby. And I'll talk to you guys again soon. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. And I'd like to take a moment to thank everyone that supported our show over at patreon.com slash remember the game. So a massive thank you to Aaron Cup Hall, Adam Anderson, Alex, Alex Martinez, Andre, Andrew Castro, Andrew Halepchuk, Andrew Wright, Andy Baker, April Zane, Batter Barhumi, Ben Bullyu, Ben Busha, Ben Drinken, Brandon O'Brien, Brian McKay, Bullfrog, Charlie M, Chris Campbell, Chris Fleury, Chris Wilson, Chark Schlarp, Corey, Craig Kilcup, Crash Bandiquidit, Curtis White, Dan T, Dave L, Dave McG, Dave Thompson, Desert Tortoise, Do Howe, Doug Dorn, Dustin L, Dylan, Eric Kennard, Evan Refuse, Fraser Burns, Gary C, Jin and Chris, James Clark, Jason Adams, Jason Cortez, Jeffrey Mathis, Joe Buck, Joe Gillespie, Joe Mack, Jordan, Josh Morgan, Josh from the Press Start to Join podcast, Kate Roberts, Casey Rarick, Keegan Wilson, Kevin Donlin, Kevin Hufford, Cryptovox, Kyle Paul, Lane Orr, Lord Egbert, Luca, Mackenzie Wheeler, Mark McHugh, Mark 209, Matt Brown, Michael Mathis, The Movie Epidemic Podcast, Nathan W., Nick Sills, No Juan Cares, Old MF, Rex, Robert Fuchsia, Robert L, Rome 21, Scott V, Sean Razine, Sharonic, Slick Rick, Stupid Monkey, The Bevins Girls, The Matthews Kids, Todd, Tony, Tyler, and Vladstein. Thank you so much for supporting the show, you guys. I really appreciate it. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you on Sunday. Cheers.